you are listening, we want to thank you for tuning in and we do want your attention as we speak about uh, a very important cause. And yeah. in studio with us today on The Jam, we have two gentlemen of quite quite interesting uh, backgrounds. Yeah. One has come straight from the, the ER, the surgery room, the ER scam <laughs> looking. The OR, you mean. Like he has saved lives. Yeah. His name is Dr. Kenneth Shege. Yeah. And the other gentleman is... Uh, an amazing gentleman. Quite a has, story. Has quite a story. He's yeah. in Sydney, Chahonyo. So, gentlemen, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you. Aya, yeah. quickly, to both of you. Yes. Question is, who are you? <laughs> Not yeah. What are your names? Is that with you, Dr. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, my name is uh, Dr. Kenneth Wanaina Chege. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm oncologist and palliative care specialist. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I know what those things are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm a devoted practitioner. Mm. So, Mine is all about cancer. Yes. Let's say that. Eh? Okay. Anything about cancer is me. So the study of cancer is oncology. E- exactly. And palliative care is? Uh, is integrated in, in, in management of oncology. Yes. Meaning it's an aspect that uh, what can, uh, in simple terms will be mm. the holistic management of cancer. Okay. So I'll, maybe I'll, I'll talk about it uh, as we go by. Okay. What is this palliative care? Okay. Yes. Okay. And yes. Sydney. Yes, uh, my name you? is Sidney Chahonyo. Yes. I am a cancer survivor. Nice. Um, end of November, I celebrate 18 years of being cancer-free. Look at that. I currently work with an organization called Hope for Cancer Kids, yes. where we um, raise funds to support kids who can afford cancer treatment. Okay. okay. Awesome. Let's jump straight into it. Yes. Where are we, why are we here today? Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're here for two main reasons or three. Mm-hmm. One will be uh, to create awareness, okay? Mm, yes. So sometimes we want to demystify uh, the myths that are there about cancer, for yeah. example, mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll tell you uh, what to look for, for example, because cancer is all about having a in- high index of suspicion. Then maybe we can take your journey of what, how do we do diagnosis, mm. where are we, and uh, how are we moving, okay? Uh-huh. The challenges that are there, and of course, uh, the testimony, as, 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 as Sydney will tell us. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's just jump into it, if you don't mind. Okay. Very quickly. Yes. So you said it's a high index of suspicion. suspicion. Yes. Explain what that means, please. So um, it means mm-hmm. um, it pre- cancer itself huh? mm-hmm. presents like any other disease. Yeah. Um, and main, uh, there are no those uh, major characteristics that you can distinguish that this is cancer. However, you must be able to be telling Something is abnormal here. Mm. So, for example, uh, to put it at, uh, to put at ease, eh, you have gone to a hospital two, three, four times. Yes. The same issue uh, that you have gone to uh, to seek uh, treatment about is still Keeps persisting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, your practitioner needs to know something is abnormal here. Mm. Uh-huh. Exactly. So that now, if you think it's abnormal, you start now uh, detect. Uh, uh, thinking about what to do about it. You mm, understand? Mm, yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sydney, very quickly to you. Um, do you remember what that was like for you? What Was there like a high incidence of suspicion? Was something recurring when you first um, got your, your diagnosis? Actually, one of the reasons we have high childhood cancer um, mortality in Kenya yeah. is because of late diagnosis. Okay. This is because the primary healthcare workers have a very low index of suspicion. Mm. For me, I remember um, starting out with uh, very normal symptoms, mm-hmm. uh, a cold, a uh, very mild headache, mm. uh, nose bleeding, uh, things you don't even think about. Yeah. Um, with time, they got more frequent, and um, I also started getting hearing loss because it was blocking my ear passage where mm-hmm. the growth was. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to many different doctors. It took about six months actually to diagnose me properly. Wow. Uh, I would go in, I would be told, okay, it's a sinus problem, take these pills, 15 uh, days, mm. you'll be fine. 
15 days symptoms come back i go to a different place i go to a different place mm. i go to the same doctor it's until i actually got an ent i was referred to an ear nose and throat doctor mm. and uh, the minute i told him what was going on and the history of what i had been through because i was like no i don't want to take those pills because i've been given this i've been given this i've been given this yeah. and it's still not working yeah. and that is what actually clicked something in his head and he said i think i know what it is but we need to do some tests okay yeah okay, okay. so how we how we uh, how we sorting this out how are we making sure that everyone is aware like the 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 doctors and everyone is a, are aware of what to look for <coughs> when such symptoms show up. Okay. So I think one would, would say about the training. Yeah? Yeah. So because training is all about speciality, uh, you can appreciate that we are moving somewhere because we have uh, KMTC training. Mm-hmm. It's training, oncologist right now. Uh, then I think uh, we have programs, for example, uh, that uh, are rolling in. Eh? Oh. What I mean by that is, uh, is uh, from level three, uh, from level four, five, six, eh? you will find that uh, people are being sensitized. If, you, for example, you are ear doctor, yeah, patient uh, every day, we have symposiums and tell you now, uh, what are the common symptoms that we are finding mm. in, in 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 patients with cancer be it adult or child mm. uh, what is what is this that you need to look for because some some things are very obvious yes. and some are not obvious yeah. so the obvious things we tell you for example let me give you uh, uh, maybe to break down to make it easy mm-hmm. you have a child with what we call retinoblastoma mm. that is a form of cancer mm. especially it affects the eyes mm-hmm. uh, it is very easy for example for example for you to diagnose retinoblastoma if mm. you suspect it is there what do you do with a mere touch you shine Mm. There's a kind of a hoit reflex. Eh? Mm. In a normal in a normal occasion, when I, I, I shine it, I not see a hoit reflex on you. Yeah. But when they shine it, they see it. Yes. That is something to tell you. Something yeah. is going it's on. It's an indicator mm. to look for. Exactly. Yeah. So when they are referring uh, for retinoblastoma, because of just that, we carry it, we, 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 we take in from there. We take on from there. Okay. What do we do? Uh, images like CT scans, we tell you. And then we stage you. Stage means we tell you to what extent the disease has gone eh? okay. and then we tell you what is the way forward okay so that uh, uh the issue of early diagnosis is everything else yeah. because early diagnosis a good outcome you can hear he's telling us about 18 years mm. celebrating mm. Yeah. that is marvelous that's a miracle yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. early diagnosis good outcome my friend and that's what Fantastic. the hope is all yes. right well we're going to jump into the business news and when we come back we'll keep talking to dr kenneth shage and sydney chahonyo uh, chair of the board and as we jump into the business news, I just want to let you guys know that the Chief Justice Martha Kome will launch the State of the Judiciary and Administration of Justice Annual Report for the financial year 2021-2022. Tomorrow from 10 a.m. at the Supreme Court grounds, the President, His Excellency Dr. William Samuel Ruto will grace the occasion. You can follow the proceedings live on television and online. All right. Thank you, uh, Justice uh, Martin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the floor is yours. Capital FM. This is The Jam on 98.4 Capital FM. 27 minutes past four. And you are tuned into your best mix of music. And, of course, we are having conversations on important, important issues with the chairperson of the Hope for Ca- Hope for Cancer Kids, and of course, Dr. Kenneth Shege, who's also in studio with us. And we are talking about how early detection um, helps us have a better outcome and what are some of the things that we should look out for, especially with kids um, who are uh, suffering from cancer. Um, Now, I wanted to ask, if somebody is listening right now and uh, we're looking to see how they can help, um, I I imagine that this can't cost uh, 
zero shillings. Um, and so what are some of the initiatives that you have going on that can help raise some money um, to further the research and the diagnosis and the care that you all are working on? Um, first of all, Hope for Cancer Kids um, is a non-profit organization. Mm-hmm. We raise ki- uh, funds to support kids who can't afford cancer treatment. Okay. So we have very many programs. Um, our main program is our NHIF support program, whereby we work with social workers to identify kids from very low-income backgrounds mm-hmm. who have been diagnosed and need, need help. Uh, October, we supported 211 kids. Um, wow. The average for this year is about 166 kids per month. Uh, primarily to cover a kid for a month for NHIF because once we pay the NHIF mm. then the government has reduced the period of waiting from three months to one month mm-hmm. and then they're able to access treatment at public hospitals. Yes. Um, for Hope for Cancer Kids how you can get in touch um, you can get in touch on my telephone number 0722 834 976 mm-hmm. and also we do have a pay bill um, 511100 uh, account you can put your name uh, but one of the events we are having uh, this coming Saturday, yes. uh, we are having a dinner. Okay. Um, actually, we are partnered with an organization called Business Networks International, BNI. Uh, the, Pearl Chap- the Pearl Chapter. Okay. And um, they are a network of professionals and uh, business owners who have partnered with us to have a dinner at the Radisson Blue um, on the 5th from 6 p.m. Uh, and all the proceeds will go towards um, paying NHIF for children who need cancer treatment. Okay. Um, the cost is 5000 per person. Or if you'd like to reserve a table for six, you can do that at 50000 Okay. Oh. All right. So this is one such initiative, the dinner. So if anybody is looking for a plan for, for Saturday... Saturday. Uh, you can go have a nice meal, have dress up, I imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a yes, black tie event. event. Yeah. Yes, that yes. dress we've been waiting shorts. to wear out to uh, hey, <laughs> That was directed you at guys, Martin Karim. You guys said black tie. Do you feel attacked? No, you, yeah. you say black tie, <laughs> and then you forget that we can wear shorts and look good. Come <laughs> Tula, like the, 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 the 60s. No, the don't come in the Zoom outfit. <laughs> Not the Zoom outfit. They want Cap Tula's, <laughs> like the one Budiawari wears. And then I just Martin karaoke uh, black tie from yeah. head to toe, please. Yeah, with the with the socks. Hey, I, oh, can I come with the, in, a, in a kilt? Uh, no, it's black tie. Let me just answer for them. No, no, I can't no. come in a kilt. The, the kilt is red and other colors. We may charge you extra. Hey! <laughs> in fact, that is a whole table. You'll be their fine will be fifty. <laughs> so, okay, so we'll we'll be sharing some of those details as soon as we can on our socials um, and obviously that's one such thing that can be done I see that you also have a website maybe I can just share uh, the website address it's www.hope then digit for cancerkids.org so if you need to get more information uh, about the organization please do so there um, just yes, one Martin. question for the doc uh, we talked about uh, doctors their knowledge of to know education doctors and everyone else who's working in the hospital yes uh, how, how they, they can know Awareness for them. Now, awareness for the public. Okay. How is that being uh, tackled? Okay. So, maybe uh, we are here. That's what we are doing. Yes. That is for starters. Eh? Mm. Now, we are lagging behind. I can say that. Eh? It's, it's, it's a challenge. Why? We don't have programs uh, if you compare to, uh, to diseases like TB and HIV. Uh-huh. Well, the importance of those programs, and we are lobbying that they come on board, is because we are able to penetrate every, every, uh, every locality. Yeah. First of all, yeah, because if we penetrate, uh, almost every level three, four, will have these uh, are the hospitals, by the exactly yeah. those levels. Huh? Yeah, you'll have an expert who can be able to be sensitizing 
the other professionals because I would say uh, for, for, for a health professional to maybe counsel or give information to you, he, mu- he must first understand it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that we, they must be trained in oncology, mm. but they know what to look for. Now, if they know what to look for, they can be able to pass it now uh, to the general public eh? mm-hmm. because then you can organize um, uh, uh, organi- you can organize um, maybe activities like in churches, schools, yeah. Th- those are very important. Eh? Yeah. So we don't have, uh, I say, those programs per se, per now, and we need them. Actually, so if I can add to that, yes. um, the National Cancer Control Program released a strategy, a five-year strategy, and each pillar has a section on childhood cancer. Before, Hope for Cancer Kids was doing a lot of talks in schools, um, trying to get, you know, radio slots like this to just try and raise awareness. Yeah. And um, we were working in a silo. And um, what we have started doing now is working with the government, whereby um, we have events with the National Cancer Control Program. Mm-hmm. Um, we have events all over the country. I'm sure you heard about Childhood Cancer Awareness Month last uh, last, last month. month yeah. Yeah. Um, there's International Childhood Cancer Day coming up in February. <coughs> so there's always something geared towards raising awareness mm-hmm. about childhood cancer. And why is it so important? Uh, developed countries, US, UK, um, survival rate for childhood cancer is 80% and above, going towards wow. 90 Because of early detection. Yes. <coughs> early detection and access Diagnosis. to treatment. Yes. Low and middle income com- com- countries such as Kenya, mm. that is almost the opposite. Yeah. 20% and below survive. That is because, one, low index of suspicion, as we've talked about. Yeah. So it is caught late. Uh, once it is caught, it is very expensive to treat. Yeah. So a lot of them can't afford the treatment. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that... Um, it, it puts a strain on the family. Mm. <clears throat> so because of all those factors, you're finding that, um, oh, I don't have um, six million to do a bone marrow transport. Let me go and do a harambe, sell my shambas, do whatever. By the time you're coming back, mm. it's at a very advanced stage. Yeah. There's not much you can do, but um, manage the pain, manage the patient and give them a comfortable life. So that's why um, raising awareness is very important. Okay. Are we lobbying it's the government to reduce this, take up these rates because it's, it's ridiculous? Of people with cancer, it's like it's like you know, it's it's a, it's a kid has cancer and you need six million for a bone marrow transplant. Okay, that's like a, a death sentence. For this is someone who people. doesn't have five hundred bob for any exactly. Child. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah. So is there, are, are we lobbying? Uh, Before it was a. Us and them game. Yeah. Uh, government, you're not doing much. NHIF, you need to do this. Mm. But now uh, we realize that you can't work like that. Yeah. Mm. Because everyone has their role to play. Mm. So what we have started doing is working with the government. Um, we are represented on various technical working groups at the National Cancer Control Program, whereby we are trying to number one come up with um, um, policies mm. and strategies to be able to um, tackle some of these gaps that we find in the market in, mm. in, in the Kenyan in the Kenyan system. Yeah. So it is something we are doing. Uh, we have a very long way to go. I remember in the 90s, every ad was about Jikinge, yeah. uh, HIV and AIDS. True. There was a lot Jimmy of money that was raised by the government. Mm. Mm. Um, that's the approach we need to take. Mm. We need to just pour a lot of money into it because cancer is now, I think, the third leading cause of death in this country. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Third that's leading cause yeah. of death. And, and anyway, I, I think in my mind, <coughs> excuse me, and I want to come to you, Dr. Shege. Okay. You spoke about palliative care, yes, and and spoke about how it's a holistic approach to yes. to to treating yeah exactly. a, a patient with cancer. Yes, and I wonder if from that we can glean what are some of the things that we can learn to start doing now okay. to reduce the incidences of of cancer. So okay. a, a mom or a parent who's listening okay. now, and you know the child asks for you know sweets, and you just give them because they are crying. Okay, is that something maybe we replace with a fruit? Will that will that sort of thing start to help? Maybe okay. 
now you have come to what you call risk factors for, mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. uh, i think in childhood eh? yeah when you talk about risk factors what are they mm. uh, it is not about uh, genetic plays one percent genetic eh? meaning in maybe kids. yes in yeah. kids yeah so uh, the, the, the other major percentage will go to uh, maybe a uh, history of maybe chemotherapy yeah. for example what i mean by that eh? and people don't realize that eh? for example we are treating you for what we call a type of maybe cancer called lymphoma mm-hmm. there's a type called lymphoma for mm-hmm. example so if we are giving you chemotherapy for example at one time uh, you might find we are realizing you have leukemia mm. because of the side effect of a chemotherapy Oh, wow. Now, another modality is radiothe- radiotherapy. Mm. When you're getting radiotherapy, you might develop another type of leukemia. It happens. Mm. Those are risk factors. Mm. So for us to reduce the incidences, you have to look at what are the risk factors. Mm. So uh, most of our risk factors in childhood are not modifiable, mm. not things that you modify. Mm. And that's why you, we are jumping so much on uh, awareness and early detection. detection okay. Because uh, when, we have, when we have an early detection, our issues of mortality... Because he's talking about uh, us having 20% survival rate. Eh? Mm. Uh, at least we have gone up to about 25. We are getting to that. We have done something. Eh? But if you compare to developed country, having 80%, we are some. We are we are we are right. we are lagging behind, yeah, right? Yeah. So what what can what can be done? Okay, this need a multi-team approach or multidisciplinary team uh, approach. Mm. So it's not. Uh, we cannot just talk about maybe just awareness. <coughs> We look at infrastructure. He's mm. talking about bone marrow being about six million or thereabout. Huh? How will we make it cheap mm. if we have infrastructures? So the existing care centers of uh, maybe the KNH, you, you can look at it. When you f- you fund those programs uh, so that uh, people can access at a cheaper at a cheaper it's cost, a cheaper cost yeah. because th- uh, what is making it expensive is the infrastructure that is lacking. Mm. Then again, you must train have adequate uh, people trained or, or doctors trained to do uh, the procedure itself. Mm. You, you understand? I do, so, yeah. so, so uh, we, might, we might look at it as a single, uh, it's not a single, it's a myriad of uh, approach that we need to do. Okay? Okay. So, so that we get somewhere. All right. Yes. Okay. So just a quick reminder to all of you who are listening, you can buy your tickets um, for this amazing uh, black tie dinner, no shorts, that are taking <laughs> is taking place at the Radisson Blue this coming Saturday, the day after tomorrow. Uh, please make sure that you get as much information as you can. Uh, follow uh, on social media, um, Hope for Cancer Kids, and see if you can be a part of this conversation and um, and help to help to reduce a the mortality rate help to reduce the bill uh, and make this treatment accessible i think is the word uh, chairman sydney jahonyo used i'd love to hear the final comments yeah sure yeah from each of you uh, what do you guys want to see in future in terms of finishing cancer off because it's i'm pissed off about it not happy with cancer mm. um for me um as he, he's talking about infrastructure mm. we need to be able to treat this thing um First of all, get it at the primary care level. So the training that needs to be done. Then put in place the infrastructure <coughs> that makes it affordable, whereby if you have your NHIF, it can cover everything. Yeah. NHIF is covering a lot, but it can't cover everything. Yeah. Um, one thing I would like people to look out for is symptoms. Mm. Um, symptoms, if your child is just behaving different. Mm. Uh, persistent symptoms, vomiting, weight gain. A child who's usually very active and all of a sudden is very lethargic, doesn't have energy, uh, those kind of things. Anything that is wrong. A mother and parents know your children. You know when there's something off. Mm. Anything that is persistent, check on it. Secondly, um, if you want to know what we do, we have our therapy sessions with these kids at KNH mm. every Thursday. 
get in touch. You guys should actually come by one yeah. of these Thursdays to just interact with these kids and just see, you know, the kind of resilience that they have. Is it all day? Huh? Is it no, it is usually session? from 2.30 uh, till about 4. <laughs> and it's, it's like with a counselor at to KNH, help them. the pediatric oncology ward, ward 1E. Uh-huh. Ward 1A. E, e, e. 1E. You okay. can get in touch with me um, if you're interested in that. Oh. But what I want to say is that cancer is curable. If it is caught early and you have access to treatment, we can overcome cancer. Mm. So we all need to just put our hands together and see how we can support these children to be able to get access to cancer treatment. Because mm. if we don't take care of our future gen- generation, mm. there'll be no Kenya yeah. left. Yeah. And you're and you're a walking, living proof yeah, exactly. of that. Exactly. 18 yeah. years. 18 years. Well yes. done. Dope. Dope. Okay, I think I'll discuss about awareness being mm. a very important issue mm. so that when we are aware, we have an early diagnosis, a good outcome. So he has stuck out some of the symptoms that you need to look for. The obvious things will be a weight loss, 10% weight loss, eh? that is something for you to look for. Something we call lymphadenopathy, uh, you call them tonsillitis. Mm. Uh, if you find them anywhere, good to tell your doctor that you, uh, you're seeing some changes. Any obvious swelling, mm. let somebody check it for you because what when they suspect, they do the imaging, this is what we call biopsy, it confirms this is what it is. Then from there, a doctor is able to stage for you and tell you, we are yeah. going to go to this route, what we call either chemotherapy, radiation, or combine of the two. Yeah. There's also a surgical option so you can see a lot of things happen. Eh? So, and then let me let me say, I demystify the issue about cancer. Cancer being maybe you think about genetic, uh, other pe- people, cultural aspect thinking of, I think, cases or something. It's something that uh, medically it's proven and it can be treated. Eh? So seek help when you think uh, issues are persisting. Uh, you can also get to have a second opinion. That is very important for me, actually. Yeah. I tell people so. Uh, he didn't tell you he has gone to how many? So, yeah, but he said several doctors in six months. Exactly. So yeah. the second opinion enables me to catch what uh, the Something other didn't catch. Okay. Missed, yeah. And now when we have an early uh, diagnosis, good outcome, and that's how we talk about sur- uh, b- uh, survive- survivors, okay? Then maybe I'll prob- I, I plead to the government, let's have those programs mm. I- in place. Huh? Because uh, I can see we have moved uh, with HIV, we have moved with TB. Mm. And now cancer being the third after what we call infections and cardiovascular, mm. we need to roll out those programs. We need to have them eh? so that everybody is aware. <coughs> that is my parting shot. Guys, first of all, I'll I just want to clap for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you guys are doing is just fantastic. You know what I was also want to add? Yeah. Uh, allow me to say it in my non-medical experience yeah. doctor hat. Mm. Exactly. There's a, I think there's a lot of, I, I can't even tell you how many friends I speak to are like, ah, I don't want to, I don't, it's okay, I'll go and just put Vicks on this thing or whatever it issue we have. Yes. I think the older we get, there's a genuine fear yes. of going for annual checkups, okay. of going for screening. Yes. When we keep reminding people here, only when it's that month when we're talking about cancer, but yes. it's all year round. Yes. So that fear that we feel Let's just pack it, Bana. Yeah, we'll go. We go and True. get tested. Yeah? True. yeah. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming through. Thank you. Uh, and we are going to keep spreading the the gospel of this dinner yeah. and the gospel of the work that you're doing at uh, at Hope for Cancer Kids. Thursdays at KNH. Yes, Ward One E. <laughs> mm. Yeah. We go and listen and we participate and we volunteer and we do what we can and put some money where our mouth is. Also. Yeah. yeah. yeah? Thank you so much for enlightening us.